Squatch Ranger Files, episode 48. We have expanded the show to the Anchor platform, and we are very excited to be here. Anchor helps the show reach Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. We hope to grow our audience and are able to continue to bring you the latest Bigfoot reports from around the country. If you are a new listener to the show, welcome! You are now an official Squatch Ranger. Your duties include have an open mind, ask questions, trust but confirm, and always seek the truth. Thanks for joining the show. Really quick before we get into the Bigfoot reports, I want to talk about a couple of YouTube videos that I have out on my Squatch Ranger YouTube channel. The first one is called The Sasquatch Storm of Hayburn Lake. This is a video about a pretty recent trip that a lot of members from the NOBRO and some members from the NCRP and then we had a a nice gentleman from the Red Dirt Cryptids investigation team. We kind of joined together for a weekend and we did this awesome Bigfoot investigation over a weekend at Hayburn Lake. And there's four parts to the video. Part one is the hike before the storm. Me and Evans Bailey from the NCRP, we take a little hike around uh, the campgrounds and the, the trails around the campgrounds. And we find some possible stick structures that you can see in the video. Part two is the sighting location. We did have a sighting report back in December of 2019 around Hayburn Lake, 
close to Hayburn Lake, and we went to that actual location, walked around, looked for signs, and just kind of talked about the report. Part three of the video is the thermal cruise, probably my favorite part. A member of the NCRP, Tom Crabtree, he sets up his awesome thermal camera on top of his vehicle, and we drive around the back roads of the wildlife management area, and we try to capture and get any kind of wildlife on screen, hopefully a Bigfoot. And part four of the video is casting the track. We did find a track. Uh, it's debatable if it was a legitimate Bigfoot track or something else, but nonetheless, we wanted to practice casting, so we did cast the track. I do have it in my possession, and it was just a really fun experience. You'll have to watch the video so you can see the track for yourself. And from that campout, we are still reviewing audio recorders from the campout. Our team got audio recordings of a mountain lion screaming, a pack of coyotes, owls, turkeys, and we did get a wood knock. Different recorders got the same wood knock. So it was a great, great campout, a great weekend. Our team is definitely going to return to Hayburn Lake. One more video I'd like you to check out on my YouTube channel. It's called, How Fast Can a Sasquatch Run? This is a short five minute video, six minute video of my educated guess on how fast a Sasquatch can run compared to other animals like the cheetah, racehorses, bears, gorillas, etc. And I kind of put a chart up there for you to look at all the fastest land animals or fast land animals and I try to place the Sasquatch somewhere on the chart. So check out that video. And now I'd like to get to listener comments from previous episodes. And these comments actually come from that YouTube video, How Fast Can a Sasquatch Run? EB writes, not only their speed, but their immense stride helps them cover so much ground so quickly. Very interesting topic. Thank you, EB. He brings up a great point. They have a bigger stride, so they can cover more distance. So you, you factor in their speed and their stride length, and oh my goodness, they, they could be so fast. It would, it would be so awesome just to be able to, to time these things and really get a very accurate measurement of how fast they are. Tom C. writes of, I have heard of them running alongside a car at 45 miles an hour, but I know for one thing, they're fast enough to catch the guy running behind me, LOL. So Tom's making a joke there. Yeah, you, I've heard this story before, this joke before, you know, if you're ever out camping and, you know, a bear comes up on your group, you just don't want to be the slowest guy in the group. If you can just be the second slowest guy in the group, you got it made. Okay, uh, Livewire writes in first faster than a boy like me, I have a game cam video of one going from all fours to bipedal. So Livewire, if you have this video, I am so interested to see it. I don't, I'm not sure if you're willing to share it or, or email it to me. I know a lot of Bigfoot researchers like to keep their videos that they have under wraps and kind of to themselves, and they don't really like to always share it with people, but I am interested in that video. This also brings up an idea for a uh, future video of mine, uh, Bigfoot Etiquette. 
Bigfoot researchers etiquette. What is, you know, what is polite? What's the polite way to do things uh, with researchers and how to share videos and that kind of thing and request things. So that's kind of a cool idea. Uh, Red Dirt Cryptids writes in, over the years, I have heard lots of stories about Sasquatch chasing people down hiking trails and down the road when the humans are in vehicles. I cannot remember specific stories, but over the years, I've heard a bunch of them. It seems like, to me, that 35 miles per hour is not tough for them at all. And that's in the trees alongside the road. It seems like they can run faster on all fours. In the open, I bet they can run faster than 45 miles per hour. But this is speculation. Yes, it's all speculation. The video that I made is speculation. It's just an educated guess. So before you guys just come at me and say that I wrote it in stone, you know, we're, we're just having fun here talking and having a dialogue, creating a dialogue to, you know, I'd like to hear what you guys think and what you've heard and stories you've heard. So uh, yeah, it's all it's all a speculation, but it's fun. This is a lot of fun for me, and I hope you listeners are enjoying the topic as well. Sounds like you are. Okay, and then we got one more from Ron B. Dear Squatch Ranger, good afternoon from Bethany, Oklahoma, West Oklahoma City. Your friend Livewire recommended that his followers watch your channel, so here I am. I rather enjoyed your discussion on how fast Bigfoot can run. One thing is for sure, they can run faster than me. I'll check out your previous posts. I subscribe to your channel. Thank you, Ron, for subscribing. Thank you, Livewire, for spreading the love. Livewire has a YouTube channel, so I, I want to give that back. Uh, if you are a YouTuber and you like to watch YouTube videos about Bigfoot, Livewire also has a channel as well. Please go check it out. All right, guys, let's get into the Bigfoot reports. Right before we do that, I would like to just plug this in. If you would like to share your encounter story with us, please email squatchranger at gmail.com. I would love to feature your Bigfoot encounter or a story that you've gotten from someone else on this program. We will keep you confidential or anonymous. We'll keep it confidential. We don't have to say your name. You just have to request that to us and we will respect your wishes. All right, guys, that's it for me. Let's read the Bigfoot reports. Here they come. Number one, three witnesses see Bigfoot creature on tribal land near Lawton. 2006, Southwest District, Comanche County, Oklahoma. N-O-B-R-O investigator, Mike Parton. Class A, daytime sighting. The following is the event exactly word for word the way the witness wrote it last night. This took place near the old Fort Sill Indian School on Cache Creek, Comanche County, Oklahoma, on the Kiowa, Comanche, Apache, Fort Sill Apache Reservation lands. Here is her story. Hello, didn't want to post my story, but would like to tell you. I don't mind if you post as anonymous. I live close to Lawton. My husband worked in Lawton and was working nights at a local casino. It had snowed pretty good the night before. It was January of 2006 or 2007. 
We had a van at the time. My husband had left work at 7 a.m. and had got into the highway to go north out of Lawton. By the water park on the highway, the tire had a lot of snow and ice and locked up. He pulled off the highway right in front of the water park area. The highway is a bit higher than the road that runs right in front of it. Myself and my sister got the call. He was stranded and had called for a tow truck and was waiting. We decided to make the drive into town to wait with him as it was cold. I didn't know at the time he could let the van run with heat on. We got there around 7.50 a.m., pulled in front of him, and we both got out of her car and into the van with him. She was in the passenger, and I got into the driver's seat. My husband got into the back because he was smoking a cigarette and had the sliding door open for the smoke to go out. My sister looked out into the field on the north side of the water park. It's wide open and very large. She tells me, hey, look at those deer in the field. I looked over her and saw about eight to 10 deer, some small and some adults. At the time, the new Razor phones had just come out and we all three had one. We both go back to talking and we're each doing random games on our phones. I looked over again and see the deer running south behind the water park. I notice what I think is someone in the field standing up. I tell her, look, someone is probably hunting out there, and mention, that's tribal land, and they shouldn't be doing that. My husband is paying no mind to what's going on. We kept watching, and I said to her, that has to be a hunter, look. They have a hood on, and they're in brown-colored, what I thought were clothes. Then we see it start picking up the snow and throwing it up in the air, like a kid playing. She opens her door and starts to get out. At this point, my husband finally looks and sees this too. He says, why would a hunter be doing that? He starts to get out too, and the sliding door was already open. I get out and walk around to that side. There was no traffic out. It was pretty quiet for being in town. But of course, it had just snowed and the roads weren't safe. We're all standing there in a row watching this. I then remember saying, that had to be someone, right? My sister says, I'm not sure. I then tell them I'm going to yell and they will turn around and we'll see. I yell, Hey! I yelled as loud as I could. Then it raises one leg and steps to push itself up, then the other leg and stands up. Still facing away from us, that's when we realized it was way bigger than a man. It turned the top half of its body around toward us. We saw this thing standing looking at us. I started hitting my husband's arm saying, Are you seeing this? Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Please tell me I'm not just seeing this. He tells me yes. We stood what seemed like five minutes just staring at each other, but in reality it was probably 30 seconds. Then it turned back around and started running back northeast toward the back of that field behind the Fort Sill Indian boarding school. 
About midway, it dropped to all fours, feet first, and then hands in a side-to-side motion, like zigzagging, is the only way I can think to say how it looked. It jumped that fence like nothing and was gone. The head was cone-shaped, which was why we thought it was a hunter with a hood on. Different shades of brown, dark colors of brown, I would guess eight to nine feet. We were amazed at what we saw, kept asking each other if it was real, talked often about it then to each other, not so much now, but my sister recorded it on the Razor phone. Of course, cameras back then weren't what they are now. Very blurry, but you could see it running and going back and forth. Her phone was damaged and video is lost. Like three years later, every time I go through that area to the Lawton Indian Hospital, I look in that field to see if I ever see anything. Nothing there since that time, but that encounter piqued our interest in Bigfoot. There's a couple of other stories we have, but not as clear seeing one as this one. Number two. The following comes from OregonBigfoot.com, file number 865, 1950s, Northeast District, Creek County, Oklahoma. Nearest town, Kellyville, nearest road, Hayburn Lake. Conditions clear, sunny. Time, early afternoon. Location, an old dirt road they would ride home from the bus. It was the area of Hayburn Lake in Creek County, wooded area. They say there are springs and caves around that area also. This happened to my aunt when she was very young. She didn't tell me the story until I was in junior high. I graduated in 1988. When she and her sister and brother got off the bus, she didn't mention having anything or feeling anything, or feeling they were being watched. But her sister and brother were talking really loud. She noticed that. As they neared the house, her sister and brother started a race, yelling and making noise. My aunt did not join in. She just kept on walking. As those two neared the house, she noticed trees and bushes moving where those two just ran by. She thought maybe a deer or cow was going to come out, but a huge, walking, hairy creature poked out to see what that noise was. It watched them run a little bit and turned and walked back into the woods. It didn't see her. Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Squatch Ranger Files. Please go back and watch other episodes of Squatch Ranger Files. Like me on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. You can subscribe to YouTube. And always, thank you to the Anchor listeners.